It's Beyond the Void! Horror Pocket! I'm trying to throw Brittany off because she's losing it over here. <laughs> yeah, I spit all over the microphone, too. <laughs> I'm a horror. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of weird things that she's not used to, and she's like, wait, what? What? Wait, what? Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty formulaic, aren't I? A little bit. I feel like I've been going with it pretty well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like fucking stupid as I am right now. I'm like, yeah, it's I'm like going with it. if you were doing a driving test, you'd fail. Fuck I'm, yeah, just, I would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. The poor lady at Taco Bell was just like, I didn't know what to do yeah, with you. You have driven <laughs> up on the sidewalk, flipped about 30 pedestrians over the car, and you've careened into a police car. Three point turn, how about a 27 point turn? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I was doing a U turn in my mind. <laughs> I was doing a U turn. <laughs> Why don't they make blinkers for this? I'm kidding, Brittany. You know I love you. No, I am I am stupid <laughs> as fuck right now, so I get it. Dude, we're gonna we ate some food. And, and it kind of gives us a little bit of an itis, and plus we're drinking and stuff, so, you know. I just got over the flu, too, so I'm, like, extra stupid. Yeah. I'm fatigued and tired. <laughs> and, guys, if you haven't already known, we put up an episode on Monday where we did an interview with director Craig Anderson. He's also a TV actor. Uh, if you haven't already listened to that, you might want to check that out. If not, we're going to be talking about two movies today, Christmas-themed, one made in Australia and one that was made in Finland. Perfect. So today's wonderful episode that has been brought to you by BTV Cast <laughs> and Trojan Condoms. <laughs> God, just kidding. <laughs> but today's episode we are calling Christmas Exports. And why would we call this? Well, we just told you. Because one movie's from Australia. And one from Finland. How about <laughs> that? Would you like that, people? We're a little loopy here, folks, so just bear tight and, uh, yeah, maybe have a drink, smoke something if you have to, because fuck, I don't know how this episode's going to end up, but we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes segment of Christmas Exports right now. We're back. We're going to do a fucking fistful of fucking Christmas right now. So you better grab two Christmas stockings, shove one on each foot, and fucking jump into this fucking episode, because we're going to get wild. We're going to butter your bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your gingerbread. 
we're going to lick your candy cane. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm silly as fuck. We're dip all my over balls the place. in your cocoa. Because yeah. we're coming down your fucking chimney. Ho, 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 motherfucker. And we're going to kick fucking dirt in your fucking mouth, you piece of shit. You're getting shit for Christmas. Forget about coal. God damn it. Ooh, Sorry, that's glorious. I'm getting so. dizzy right now. If, if, you, fucking... if you cut that, I'd be really sad because <laughs> I'm sure that's gold. All right. All right. <laughs> Sometimes we just ride the lightning, my friends. <laughs> we, we do every episode, by the way. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> every yeah. Every episode. We get on one stupid thing. Yeah, all the shit going. that we write down for these movies, by the way, they're just guidelines, you know, and we pretty much don't even read them. <laughs> We don't actually watch the movie or anything. Everything that we talk about, we make up. So all the shit you've been hearing, we've been lying to you. (laughs) Pull it out of my asshole. But yeah, guys, I will start it all off for you with a little known movie called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. And by the way, I feel like the reason they called it A Christmas Tale is because it wasn't blatant enough to let people know that it was a Christmas movie. I agree. No, it's not, because it's just the title, Rare Exports. You're just like, what? Right. But this movie came out in 2010. The story, in the depths of the Corva Tunturi Mountains, 486 meters deep, mind you, <laughs> lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus. That was good. Yeah? Yeah, that was I'm, I'm going to change my voice so to look. <laughs> Please. That's so good. But Don't yeah. make it even better. <laughs> this movie was directed and written by Jamari Hellander. <clears throat> he directed the two shorts this is based off of and a movie called Big Game, which, by the way, is about a teenager who saves the President of the United States when his Air Force One plane crashes in a forest. And it's the same kid. Really? Yeah, I think so. Or he's in it, at least. Cute. Uh, It's also written by Juso Hollander, his brother, who has worked on all of the stuff that he's worked on. He's pretty much like they work together. They're known as the Hollander brothers or Hollander brothers. I like it. Which is pretty cool, you know, like like, the Coen brothers or whatever, you know. It's like an underlying correlating theme for both movies is they're like family affairs in a weird way. Hey, man, when you're when you're. When you're a kid and you're just sitting there making, like, you want to make movies, you make it with your friends, like, whoever's closest. You know what I mean? So I'm sure they probably grew up thinking about this stuff. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. The cast is Oni Tomila, who plays Pratari, little, who's the little boy in the movie, who's quite charming, by the way. He's adorable. He was in Big Game, Last Cowboy Standing, The Look of a Killer. Most of these films, by the way, that these people are involved in, are strictly Finnish movies, you know what I mean? So it also stars Jorma Tomila, who is the father of that kid, by the way, I think. He uh, he plays Rano Conito, and he was in the original shorts, uh, as well as the kid was also in one of the shorts as well. The Year of the Wolf, The Visitor, mostly all Finnish productions here. He's also written some of those, too, like he did Liptone Cockton in the Shadows and Back to the USSR. Uh, it also stars Tommy Corpella, who is Amo. He's the boy's friend's dad. 
in the movie who speaks English. The hot guy. He, one of the most recent big movies was Lake Bottom. He plays the hitchhiker. He does the hitchhiker's voice in that, by the way. Oh. Uh, he does actually the voices in a couple of Christmas movies, and he was in a Christmas movie. One of them was an animated movie called The Flight Before Christmas and another movie called Santa. Uh, and he was also in Priest of Evil. It also stars Rono Juvonen. He plays Paparinen, who is the helicopter guy. He was in Big Game, Back to the USSR, and Lupton Cockton in the Shadows. <laughs> of. Which is weird. It's so weird. It's Lipton Cockton in the Shadows of. It's probably, and it doesn't have the colon or anything, you know? It's, it's, that's probably how it's translated into, the, Maybe, into yeah. English. But now that I've butchered their names, <laughs> let me just jump into the next part Two here. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the budget for this movie was about a uh, $1.8 million euro. It made about $4 million in worldwide, which is roughly 3.4 million euros in 2011. So what are your thoughts on this movie, Brittany? It's fantastic. Yeah? No, you... I, I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I really did, actually. <laughs> like, and watching the shorts made me love it even more, like, as a, as a whole. Right. Um, like, I, I almost wish that those were included. Like, a prequel I and then don't a own the Blu-ray, final but piece? I don't it? own the Blu-ray, but I think they might be on it. Yeah, well, no, I mean, just, like, as part of the story. Like, I feel like the, the f- initial short should have been, like, the opening kind of segment to the movie and right. then the final one be a closing like i don't right. know i thought it was really they're really well done they're filmed they're incredibly just immaculate i don't know and i'll tell you more about that I'm trying to think of so many great words to describe how overjoyed i was about this <laughs> but i really was like it's your first time seeing it then. it is my first time seeing it and i do remember when it was first announced that they were going to be making this movie and i remember okay. being really excited about it and there was a lot of like hoopla that kind of surrounded it Mm-hmm. Um, where everybody was really, really excited because they thought it was going to be a Krampus movie. Right. Well, in a way, it kind of is, but they make their is. own mythos. They do. It, it kind of is, but it's not. And it's so it was a little bit of a letdown when it first was released and people started watching it because they're like, this isn't a fucking Krampus movie. Like, it still has excellent reviews, but initially it got kind of this like bum rap. Right. Um, because it wasn't what people expected it to be, but the people that actually stuck around and watched it realized that it was truly like an incredible movie. It's a really cool concept and it's a very cool idea and how they wrap it all up at the end is completely different. There's no other movie like it, which I feel like both of the movies we're going to talk about today are very unique originated films. Like they're just, there's so nothing's like them that's ever been made. Right. So when really you know cool. what's funny too is that this movie had the same budget as Sharknado, pretty much. <laughs> that piece of shit, really. Awesome. I guess I don't know if they spent two million on it or not, but that's what they were saying in some of the information that I was finding. That's sad. Is it because it was made in Finland? Well, Sharknado is pretty much <laughs> stocknado. Like they so literally shitty. bought stock and just put it in the fucking movie <laughs> Such for half a of it. Piece of shit. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Think, like, I love Great White Sharks and Sharknado hilarious. But say what you will about that movie, but the thing is, is that they were able to make a franchise out of oh, yeah. that piece of shit, which is glorious. So suck but it. they've made franchises out of other <laughs> terrible pieces of shit too. So I, I, don't, I don't. know. It's not it's like, like I'm a fan. I'm just saying, defensive wise, like no, you're wrong. You're right. Like, devil's advocate. You're absolutely right. You're not wrong. Like, good for them. And I mean, I've I've seen almost all of them at this point. Just, right. Just, but, why not? But if you compare the two, this is like this le- is incredible. 
incredible. Leaps and bounds. And this is literally dog shit. Right. So, you know, Sharknado is literally dog shit, whereas Rare Exports is fucking pristine. It's a classic. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. Like, plain and simple, it's a beautiful movie. Well, I, I really... Uh, and this hot is hot finish, guys. This is my second time <laughs> seeing it. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more the second time this time. Uh, I don't know why I never watched it again. I remember when it first came out, I was really excited to see it, and I, maybe I was expecting something a little bit different too. But now coming back for round two and seeing it, I'm I, we're going to buy it. Christina started to watch it with me, and she loved it. She absolutely adored it. Yeah, I already ordered it. And, and to me, there's something that I really like about this movie. Aside from that, it's it's got its own, it made its own mythos. It it does something sly with what they're doing in the movie. That represents kind of the days and times of today and how we celebrate Christmas. Right. Because essentially what they're doing is turning Christmas into a business, Mm -hmm. which is what we do. We represent Christmas Christmas now based on money, Mm -hmm. selling shit, buying shit. So in a way, they're selling Santa or, you know, you'll find out they're selling these rare quote unquote exports. Totally represents Christmas that way. And I think it's pretty awesome. It's pretty unique twist on it the fact that they are able to do something completely different than anything that's out they kind of combine a few things in it so it has like a krampus feel to it no it totally does but it's so different it throws you for a loop it does and it's because they don't expand on it which is what takes that i mean they do allude to the fact that it's like a krampusy feel because it is krampus right you know and but they don't expand on it and they kind of squash that pretty instantly in a way, I was a little sad because I wanted to see fucking giant ass Krampus like attacking everything. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, I you know it's funny because like there's Dare so many Krampus is cool too. After they did that movie, the Krampus movie, the big budget one, that the guy who did um, Trick or Treat, right? he does bad. jump around in that movie and everything like that. But this is a little different. It's it's more about the kids, the whole vibe of Christmas in a way. And, you know, it kind of follows the same tropes of, hey, nobody believes the kids. You know, why would you believe the kids? The kid takes charge. He's kind of a pushover in his real life. His dad does kind of like thinks of him. Like, he can't handle himself. He's always pushing him to the side. I'll take care of it. He's a pussy. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's a kid. Like, right, I, but he's there's some things that happen in this movie. I'm like, damn, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Like, don't push your kid over. <laughs> like, don't say, I'll, I'll tell you one of my scenes that I, I'll bring that up later, but okay. there's some funny shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's about, you know, coming of age and believing in things and, and that kids have the power to do more than you think. And, it's a very Christmas-oriented movie. It's a retelling of a pretty common folklore. Yeah, and I think it's definitely one of the more different Christmas horror tales that you'll see on yeah. the shelf, too. Uh, more nuts in this movie than any other Christmas tale either, and I'm certainly not talking about chestnuts. Oh my god, there's so many balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although the scene where all of them are together, a few so nuts many. may have like slapped on a few chests somewhere so in there. So fucking many. <laughs> I had to dream about old balls. <laughs> like, that was my fucking bedtime story. Yeah, this isn't necessarily a kid's movie. No fucking no. Unless you want your kids to know, like, see about uh, 150 to 100, 200 balls male genitalia. Yeah, old balls and wieners. If, yeah. if you want your kid to see your grandpa naked, basically, like, right. watch this movie. Yeah, it was, like, which scarred me as a child. <laughs> Seeing your grandpa naked? Yeah, my grandfather put me in the bathroom and was like, he was just making sure I didn't get into trouble because I was ADD. Oh, and he had to pee. And he had to pee. And I, I remember looking over going, oh my God, 
Like, what is happening right now? Why is it touching? He the didn't floor? like touch me or anything weird. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, it's just like kind of made me go, oh. No, I get it. That makes sense. Anyway, it's really common. Yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, what? What is that? Like, My grandparents I mean, were dead, so I didn't get to see any of their parts. Uh, uh, so oh, I'm good such with a that. shame. I'm good with that. I'm yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me, I guess. <laughs> That's the one benefit of having dead grandparents. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Boy, the genitalia hour is almost over, folks. No, so just not. hang in there. Uh, <laughs> close. Tune in next week for when I talk about my mom's. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Tune in next week when we talk about all our aunts and uncles' vaginas. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, sorry. We got to tone this shit down a little bit. Do we though? But anyway, I liked it a lot. Christina like loved it. She was like, "I'm going to Amazon right now." Like, That's I'm what just, I did. I just I like, bought it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "I'm buying it right now." Good. I love. To be her. honest, both of these movies I don't own, and I was like buying yeah. them. I'm buying them right now. <laughs> like, like Christina and I are the same person. Yeah. Well, she doesn't really get that excited about movies. Yeah, I don't either. She's kind of particular about certain things, and that was like perfectly. Well, I know, I know, she is about CGI, and that's why I'm right. kind of surprised that she really likes this because there are some really fucking shitty CGI in this movie. Right? That's what really I fucking shitty. She's a hypocrite. Like way worse is. than in it, and she was so mad about I, it. right. <laughs> and there's a way worse fucking. We CGI. dogging on you, girl. We dogging on I you. I love you, but yeah. I, little... I think it was just because the tone of the film was a little bit different. It's different. It's more it's happy. A, yeah, it's yeah. a little more happy, it's but it's also dark. like a dark. It's got like dark humor in it. Like, and if you watch some of the shorts that we're going to be talking oh, about in the yeah. trivia that I'm going to be mentioning here in a little bit, they really are a nice companion piece to the movie. Yeah, it needs it. I feel like. I mean, it's... It doesn't it doesn't have to have it, but I feel like it would benefit. The idea for this movie is so great. Mm-hmm. Like what they do with it. Where it ends up in the movie is kind of like a nice treat. Uh, I think, although you know, it might be better to watch the trail or the uh, short films after the movie. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because they don't come as a package together. Right. You're better off watching so, the movies first, guys. So don't. Yeah. If you do attempt to watch this movie, wait to watch the the uh, shorts that they made for these to uh, basically make the money to make this movie. So I'll jump into some of the trivia here. But before we do that, I kind of want to give you an idea of the story so that you guys kind of have an idea what happens. Everything is centralized around this one kid who is Petri, and he is living in the middle of fucking. It's like it's a a town that's on the border of Russia. It's technically East Finland. So it's just like. They're on this near this mountain that's like this age old mountain that's like pretty historic and they pretty much live off the land. You know, they're kind of like farmers in a way. They're reindeer but farmers. Yeah, they're reindeer farmers and they have a bunch of reindeers and uh, slowly they find out that like there's this group of scientists that are mining up on the top of the mountain on Russian soil just past their line. But they're reindeer occupy both sides like they have a fence and stuff for that for the line for the you know but they're somehow their reindeer getting killed and they don't know why so the movie starts off these guys are drilling up there they're speaking english by the way and i kind of feel like they're just doing that to kind of slide you in easier i think they're supposed to be like american 
scientists. Is that what he was? Yeah. He what didn't... it feels like, because he speaks fucking English. Well, they were speaking, there was an accent a little bit. He has an accent, but he's like speaking clear like... English. It's not subtitled. So yeah, like in the very beginning. Saying. So they're on this site. That's why I feel like it's... There's this main guy who's in charge of all the money or whatever, and he's asking these people to dig. And he comes in, and he brings a soil sample, and when he finds a soil sample, it's essentially just nothing but sawdust. So they drill like 65 feet into the soil into that and he's like it's weird i thought it would be a tree but there's no tree that's 65 feet wide you know what i mean that doesn't make any sense and he's like oh yeah it does they used to make um like refrigerators using sawdust to keep it from getting warm like they would it would kind of pack it like a refrigerator yeah they pack the sawdust around the ice block right so they're digging in this mountain like really really deep and they he's like drill deeper and you'll probably find ice something else and so he's like you're right they there is ice he's like keep drilling so they keep drilling and they find out that there's something down there but the the drillers and the the miners or whatever they don't know what it is but the main guy he does and you kind of pretty quickly understand that it's Santa Claus because some one of the kids, the two kids sneak off to go up there. Mm-hmm. And did That's they what he oh, says when they come down to the base, he's like, I think they I think Santa Claus is up there. They found Santa Claus. Oh, he's dead. Him. That's what he said. Santa yeah, Claus is, is Santa dead. Santa Claus really dead. Yeah. And that's what he asks him. Yeah. And he's like, still believe in Santa. He's making fun of him for still believing in Santa Claus. Right. So then, you know, they start, start, things start to go a little weird. Like, he starts reading up on Santa Claus all of a sudden because he's worried if Santa Claus is real or not. So he reads, like, all these books that his dad has all night long, scares himself because he reads a book called The Truth About Santa Claus, (laughs) which is some of the scariest shit for a kid to read, by the way. Clearly fucking Krampus. (laughs) Yeah, which is, he's a demon. Very clearly fucking Krampus. Right. The fucking horned Santa that... Punish beats and punishes and eats bad children. Right. That's Krampus. Totally. <laughs> like, uh, anyway. So he reads that, stays up. When he wakes up, he sees little footprints in the snow on the roof because he's on the second floor and there's like a, a roof over the, the patio and he sees feet, but there's no way that anybody got up there. So he's like, what the hell? So he becomes a curious kid. And then slowly things start to happen. Like they think that there's wolves but you find out that it's something else. The dad makes these illegal pits with sticks in them, uh, yeah. like so that the wolves will fall in and die because he doesn't want them to kill the reindeer. Um, and then you find out, you know, they catch something. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Well, actually, we should probably tell them, huh? Yeah, why not? Well, essentially, something falls into the pit. They have a pig head over that pit with all the sticks. The pig head is missing. And Petri finds out that the pig head's missing, screams for his dad, go, goes, they go down there, and his dad finds a man. It's a naked man. A, a naked, naked man. Santa-looking man. Yeah. And he's been stabbed in the side, almost killed, well, and they, they think he's, they dead, think he's yeah. dead, yeah. And they bring him into the shed and tell Peter to get the freak out of there because they don't want him to see it. And then his friends come over and they investigate it and they come to the conclusion that it's Santa Claus. Pretty much. His friends are all kidnapped at this point. Hmm? His friends are all kidnapped. No, I'm talking about the oh, dad's, dad's friends. friends. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, they think it's Santa. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that happens in there, but they, they, they get a call from the guy who was digging into the mountain, the guy that was in charge, because all the people on the mountain are disappearing. So 
like they're just getting killed or like yanked out somewhere and then all the like radiators and everything are being stolen from people's houses and they don't know why and uh so the kid kind of lets them know that it's santa claus that they've captured in that pit and then they all just believe him suddenly well how it's because of how he reacts Right. To the kid. Because like he they end up figuring out that he's alive and then he starts acting really squirrely and, and weird. Um and he like bites the one guy's ear and, and shit and it's then, pretty brutal. Um they're trying to get him to react to them, but he doesn't until he can smell the kid the kid outside and then the kid peeks his head in and he sees him and then he reacts to the He's kid's like, Do you presence. know him? Yeah, and so they think that they you know, he knows this guy and they think maybe he's like a peeper, a fucking weirdo hanging around the village and stuff and and then he starts saying he's Santa and right. then they realize it and they were like we can sell him. <laughs> yeah. We can make money off this because they've lost all this money like eighty five thousand dollars because of the deer. Right. Because that was right. their like whole like um harvest essentially. Right, and then one of the Santas was was had a um, jacket from one of the workers up on the mountain, which is right up the the, the mountain yeah. from them. And there's a walkie-talkie in it, and some guy, the guy that's in control of the mining operation, talks to him through there, and he's like, "Did you get the package? Did you get the? Did you get the? Uh, yeah, did you get the package? Is we call it? I don't remember. I think so. yeah. yeah, and so um, they say he says, "Did you get? He's like, did you get Santa?" And they were like, "That's Santa." So they like put him in a in a thing and they try to sell him, right? So which is trying to blackmail the guy basically is what they're doing. Yeah. And the reason I'm telling you this, guys, I know this is kind of spoiling a little bit for you. Um, it's not spoiling that much, but there is some trivia on this that I wanna tell you about. And you it wouldn't really wouldn't make too too much sense if I didn't explain at least that to you. Um, this idea for this movie, by the way, came up in the 2000s, like early 2000s, um, but they didn't have the funds to, to get the film made. So they shot, you know, test footage, basically a short film that they called Rare Exports Incorporated in 2003 that ran at a bunch of different film festivals. And it got some traction. It, it actually got some attention, but not nearly as much as they needed to get the funding and investment that they wanted. So people weren't envisioning what they were trying to put out there in this film, right? So then they made another one, another short film called Rare Exports, The Safety Instructions, which is about how to deal with a Santa that has busted loose. Because essentially what they've done is made a business out of selling Santas. Yeah. Because there's multiple Santas, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but that one actually caught a lot of attention, partially because at the time when they did the 2003 short, there was no YouTube, there was none of that stuff. So, at the time, they couldn't do that. But in 2005, they were able to upload some of the videos somewhere so people could see it. And it actually got a lot of investors to finally get the funding for the feature film, which included some of the uh, Finnish government. Actually, they got some money from the government to fund this, So, which was a huge help. Uh, did you also notice that the the big warehouse that they keep the real Santa from has a number 24 on it? Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, like, why? No, I, I was catching the reference because he's stapling closed the door on his advent calendar right. for the 24, like throughout the entire like build up to that. Um but then yeah, the giant hangar, the airplane hangar that that the Krampus is in is number 24 and I was like, cute. Yeah, it's and it key, looks just like like, like the he's door for the advent him. calendar. Right. Yeah, it was a, super it was cool. So cool. Little uh, details like that I really like. 
they apparently spent like 200 days after the movie was finally shot, like everything was done. Uh, any other pickup shots and anything like that. They uh, shot post-production for those 200 days. They worked with a CGI company called Fake Graphics Limited that spent a lot of time polishing the fuck out of this movie. Uh, this movie did use CGI, but it also did use actual real practical effects. Mm-hmm. Finally, in 2010, the film got released and it's got its... You know, it got out to a bunch of film festivals. One of the first one, the premiere, was a film festival, Del Film La Carano, in Switzerland, on one of the largest outdoor screens in the world. So they got to see, a lot of people got to see this feature film, uh, which it, it did really well, enough to give it a release in the U.S. And you want to guess how many fucking theaters that this shot in? Twelve. One. No way! Originally, yeah. Shit. And I think it made... I think 2000 at that one theater for one day or whatever it was like a shot in one. It just like they aired it in one theater that blew up into 20 theaters. So they were able to get more. So people did like it, but it made about 200 K in that 20 theaters. The first run in the U S that was about as much as they made in the U S but everywhere else overall worldwide, they made about $4 million. So three million of that, by the way, was from their native land of Finland. Perfect. <laughs> Go figure, right? Right. Go awesome. figure that the government helped out with it. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, do you remember the first guy that they meet? The first Santa that they run into? Yeah. The one that's in the pit? Yeah. His name is Brian Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that, um, isn't that the name of the... The guy that was the head of the, head of the, the mining operation. Because yeah. somehow these people get turned into Santa Clauses. Because there's an ultimate Santa... I think the people that were workers got turned into Santa Clauses. Oh, really? Somehow. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. But Brian Green is the name of the guy that they capture because they find the wallet. I don't know if it's the guy's jacket and his wallet or it was him or what, but I thought it was him. Anyway, Brian Green's passport number is 314-415-59265, which is pretty much the first several digits of pi. So they did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of interesting, so I wanted to add it in. All right, guys, so now this is probably going to be the section that you're probably going to want to tune out if you haven't seen this movie or you don't want it spoiled for you. So I'm just giving you fair warning because there is a nice surprise in this movie that kind of does a twist if you haven't seen it before. And it is kind of a nice twist, and and I do like it. So I want you to experience it just the same. But if you want to watch it and then come back, I'll understand. If you want to stick around, we, we would love to have you. But I'm just giving you a warning now. So... Essentially, if you've seen the movie, you guys already know that the guy that they found in the pit is just one of many. And when the guy tries to buy the Santa off of him, he realizes they think it's a Santa, that it's Santa. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not Santa. That's an elf. That's just one of many elves. He's like, be quiet. Don't cuss. Don't smoke. Be very calm. Just stay calm and follow me. Follow the rules. And they're all laughing at him like, what the fuck is he talking about? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. And then that's when shit goes fucking batshit. Do you have any favorite scenes that you can bring up that you uh, pick out of that? Out of any any, any chronological order. I like, even though it made me sad, I like the scene where they discover um, the reindeer. Oh, well, they're all destroyed. Yeah, this is when shit starts to get real. Okay. Um, So they're trying to wrangle the reindeer. because it's basically like what they harvest, right. pretty much. Like this is how they make their living. Because his dad's a butcher, and um, so this is how they feed the town and how they live and eat, and eat 
and survive and how they make their living. So anyway, so they go to wrangle up the reindeer and only two scrawny little ones come running towards them and they realize something's wrong because they take their snowmobiles and go to find out what's going on and uh, it's just a fucking bloody mess. All over, all yeah. All over. And there's like, how many reindeer, reindeer are dead? Like 200 something or 100? A lot. I don't remember. There's a lot. It's like hundreds of reindeer that are fucking like just slaughtered and they're all dead and they're trying to figure it out and they come up to the, the fence where the border is and they see a hole in it and that's when they come to the conclusion that these wolves from the Russian side of like come in and the kids are or the so ones, they think yeah. or so they think and then they realize that they're the, the hole was made by a pair of pliers that cut a yeah. hole into the fence and then so they think it's the scientists and the kids know that it was them that cut the holes right. cut the hole into the fence and they're like this is all our fault and like the one kid wants to tell and the other kid's like i'll fucking kill you it's <laughs> like, like if you tell you realize what's gonna happen to you yeah so you like that part yeah that part well i like because that's really what gets the start going okay like from that moment you know, and that's your first initial kick in, okay. into what's going on, that you know something, something evil's afoot. One of the things I really like that, like, that made me feel that way is more when you see the, um, what do you call the, the foreman on the job of the, the mining site that they're at the top of the mountain? Mm-hmm. He hears all this, like, swirling around him, and then he sees, like, four of the yellow, like, workermen's hats like spinning on the ground next to him and he looks around and no one's near and he doesn't i thought that was i don't know i like that it was was like it was like what the fuck is happening right now Mm -hmm. there was some weird dark stuff in it too that i I wouldn't say it's my favorite thing but i wanted to point out if you don't mind uh before we jump further the kid has a conversation with his father because apparently his mother died and his father and him lived together in this like farm where they slaughter animals like slaughter fucking the reindeer for, for fucking making money and everything else food whatever but he says what if i disappeared and then his dad turns to him and he goes what do you mean he's like well what if i disappeared what would happen he's like you should disappear to bed <laughs> pause <laughs> pause to, to bed. bed because it's past your bedtime i know i was like who the fuck says that <laughs> to know. their kid like, what a dick <laughs> <laughs> You should disappear. So I guess what they were trying to establish in that moment is that the father is so disconnected from caring about things because of his wife dying. That's what I felt like. But it was so overdone a little bit. Yeah, they're trying to show a bit of a disconnection between... But they didn't need that part because you can already sense it. (laughs) Right. It's already there. After he pushed him down, he pushed his kid down a couple... Like one time. (laughs) He's like, shut the fuck up. And he just pushes him to the ground like, damn, dog. (laughs) um yeah but the hats that's one of my favorite things do you have another thing that's close to that or Mm, uh there i liked the first interaction with who they think is santa with brian brian green (laughs) yeah they they, yeah well when they leave the poor guy by himself like in the pit and he's like he thinks he's because they think he's dead and the dad's trying to tend to his son because he doesn't want his son coming inside and he already saw him peeking through the window. So he's trying to go like take care of that situation. Right. So he leaves the friend who is, this is the friend that actually plays Santa Claus. Yeah. He gets paid to play Santa. He gets paid to play Santa every year, which I think it's like something we should. Or he does it for the kids. He does it for the kids every year. He plays Santa. So he has a Santa suit and stuff. So he's there in a Santa suit because he has an hour before he has his little Santa shift or whatever. Right. And, um, it's so pretty much a plot device. They had to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's looking at this old man and realizing that, you know, they just came to the conclusion that this guy's still alive. Well, before that, though, 
before you get into that, they thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. He made an illegal wolf trap hole mm-hmm. that they're not to- allowed, and he didn't want to get in trouble with the cops. Yeah, so they're trying to cover it up. So they're trying to cover it up, and they decide that they're going to chop this motherfucker up Look with a saw. Excellent. Which is dark as fuck. This ain't yeah. a kid's movie. No. But it feels like a kid's movie, right? Yeah, well, because it's this like Tale of Christmas kind of thing. Right. So yeah, it's kind of like lighthearted in a sense. And But yeah, like they definitely are trying to plot and plan to cover up this like murder pretty much. And they're just going to chop him up and bury him somewhere or probably eat him. And they're about to saw his arm and that's when and they And they realize out. he's alive. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they're like, he's breathing. This tough bastard still alive, you know? So then they, And then he leaves him alone and then he's... I think he hears him trying to say something. So he like leans in closer and closer and closer. And then all of a sudden it kind of, they do a little jump scare and right. then it disappears. And then they come to try and go back in and he like runs outside and he's all fucking bloody on this, on his ear and shit. He's got like a piece missing out of his ear and it's like, something's wrong. <laughs> like go fucking in there. It was so funny. So that part you liked. I did. I like that part. Cause I like that's your, he's so fucking creative. Anything that spans from that in that, in that warehouse or in the slaughterhouse that he has his like homemade slaughterhouse like every interaction in there is really cool especially when the kid comes in it's creepy but they very creepy yeah and oh when they tie him up and they oh my god well it's where they learn that the gingerbread cookies is like what they're attracted to and the 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 santas and then the kid is he's also attracted to the kid not well not that way not that way (laughs) he's like wants to eat him basically or keep him so he can feed him to the kidnap him to the uh, mega santa Krampus. Krampus, basically. Yeah, you know, it was, I love when they tie him up and they hook him on the hook above the ground. Right, and he's just <laughs> he staring looks so at him. Sad. This is also the moment where they kind of bond <laughs> so too. Angry. Like yeah, they're all, all bonding. The characters do. In that they point. listen to the kid for the first time because they they're like, well, fuck. If any, this is gonna happen. Tie the... him up. <laughs> just stare. So fucking grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I laughed so hard. It was like not a moment to laugh, but I laughed so fucking hard. I'm just like, he's all meh. Well, and they try to <laughs> sell that one because they realize it is Santa, or they, so they think, but they realize he's an elf, obviously, like we mentioned. All of a sudden, like, they get surrounded by, like, a bunch of elves, which all look like naked Santas, pretty much. They so, are all naked Santas. Yeah, like some skinny, some tall, some short, all with beards, all, like, old men, and... Then you see, like, all these, like, well, they're elves now at this point. So you see all the naked elves all flip-flapping their junk and running in the snow and shit. So many old balls. That was pretty cool, though. Like, I liked seeing them all run around and shit. It's kind of creepy. It was weird. It is totally weird. It's unnecessary. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, technically, like, like these elves are, sp- are... Jesus. I guess they're supposed to be, like, you know, Santa Claus was around. He, he fell on the ice 300 years ago. And they trapped him and, like, buried him under all this, like, rock-by-rock mountain for, you know, centuries. I think it's interesting that, like, all these, like, elves were, like, wandering around the wild naked. Yeah. Like, just just (laughs) waiting for Santa to come back, you know, because they didn't know what to do. No one's noticed this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honey, did you see that naked old fucker running down with the carrots in his ass? Yeah, that's the one thing that they didn't really, like, explain. Is they don't like, really. Did they dig up the elves when they dug up Krampus? No, or... they say that they found them out. They found them. They're like, like wild elves. They were just wild around. elves. Yeah, like literally wild elves. It's interesting. Why they chose not to wear clothes and why they were degraded to like basically like cannibal men. Yeah, essentially. But they don't even talk. Mm-mm. They just run around and bite people. If they've had to 
taste of human flesh. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's all they want. <laughs> I think another scene that I really liked was uh, when they, 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 you know, they, they convince, the kid convinces the them to let him take charge. Yeah. They decide to blow up the real Santa in the storage 24 um, hangar. They stick dynamite all around it. They cut off his horns, which is really funny. Fuckers, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're all proud, you know. That's like obviously like the, you know, the butcher the trophy, trophy yeah. hunter side of them. Fuck yeah. For sure. Uh, I would have taken the head. Fuck yeah. No, I wouldn't have risked that shit. I would have taken the horns. You're probably right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Krampus will eat you. <laughs> uh, but a ga- they, 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 they basically, the kid, like, wrangles up. They find all the little kids that have been stolen out of their bed, and their bodies have been replaced with these, like, hay men, these little hay kids. Oh, those sack dolls are so fucking creepy. Yeah. They thought it was a fuck doll. Remember when he was like, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, the sheriff's all like, oh, when I was You're a like, kid. Sir. <laughs> He's like, so. shut the fuck up, please. He's like, yeah, we used to take a pillow and we used to fucking <laughs> <laughs> stop. Stop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, 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 they get all these like naked old men like in a pen by bagging up all these kids in a fucking rope or in this big thing that the helicopter pulls up out of the roof. And then they. They get a gaggle of those guys in this pen of like where the reindeer get a put gaggle. in a gaggle of 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 uh, a gaggle of old gizzards. No, yeah, <laughs> a gaggle of old flip flaps, all flapping floppity, around. But the whole they they have this moment like the dad and the son because he's so proud of his son for taking initiative and being more of a man than he ever gave him credit. Um, that the dad and the son, they're like, he puts his arm around them and they're just staring at the naked dudes. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? You That's know, what like, I thought too. <laughs> pick a better moment, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not, not the, the best moment. time to put your hand around your son. Uh, you to put your fucking naked old men in a pen. It was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, that was in front of a green screen, by the way. Like, yeah, that whole scene. Kind of figured. Probably for the kid. I'm sure. So you didn't have to see flip flaps. See all the fucking old yeah. diggly daggly Scrotally, scrotally flaps. Scrotally flaps. <laughs> uh, do you have any other scenes? Uh, yeah, I actually love in the end. The end is fun, yeah. Yeah, the end when they, they realize that they're going to make a business out of all these elves. Um, right. So they decide that they're going to train them how to be Santas. Right. And it's super cute how they do it. And then at the and then how they end it is where they're packaging up the Santas and shipping them out into all these different countries that have purchased them. So they basically can be mall Santa Clauses. Right. But they it's because all the elves, they had like, what did they say? It was like 198? 198 or 97 yeah. or something. Yeah. They like immediately put down their shovels and like stop wanting once to kill. Krampus is dead. Yeah, yeah. Once Krampus got blown the fuck up. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was cool. That's smart. What, that's, it is really smart. And the way, like I was saying, it commercializes. It's, oh, yeah. it's kind of an anti-horror. Makes it like American Christmas. Christmas movie, right? <laughs> right. It's an, no, anti-Christmas it's horror an anti-Christmas movie. anti-Christmas horror movie. That's what I mean to say. But, um, which I think both of these kind of are. For sure. In a way, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, my final thoughts on this is it's definitely, it has grown in interest for me. I'm now going to own it where me and Christine are going to buy it. 
Um, I think that if you haven't already seen this, you kind of, I mean, you should probably see it. You should. <laughs> and I'm sorry if we ruined it for you. I mean, that's kind of what we do here. So, but at least we gave him a big fucking warning in the beginning, didn't we? We ruined everything. Yeah, we ruined all your childhood dreams. Yeah, but it's, we definitely, we warned your ass. I mean, so. I don't think we're any worse than watching a bunch of male genitalia flip flap through the snow. Like, <laughs> they're like flinging peanuts off it. Oh my God. I think that's worse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could be. I saw my grandpa's junk, so, you know. So many twigs and berries. <laughs> so many. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Did I you did. like it more than you thought you would? or I, I, I don't know. I figured I was going to like it quite a bit, but I and ultimately I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it's, it's a really good film, and it's a really cool story. It's, as I already said, it's very unique. It's very different. It's something that hasn't been tackled before. Especially with how they wrapped it up at the end. Right. It's really cool. And especially in conjunction with the shorts, like fucking incredible and it's beautiful. I actually I think it's a really good movie. It definitely is I think better the second time, like I had mentioned. Um I'm I think it's a pretty classic tale. Like I had mentioned also, it feels like it's a kid's story, but it's because it's totally revolves around the kid. I mean, it's really essentially about the kid, which is like a lot of Christmas stories in a lot of ways, like the good, the nice ones. Right. But this one's like the darker spin on it, and it's made for adults who grew up on that shit, maybe, in yeah, a way. I can, I can kind of get your view on that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it's pretty cool. I like its uh, kind of mysterious nature. I like a twist to it. Uh, even before seeing the shorts, like we said, guys, do not watch the shorts before you watch the movie. Yeah. It's a better experience if you go into it just, you know, watching the shorts after the feature film. Do yourself so. a favor and do it that way. But yeah, I totally dug this film. Um, it's a pretty expensive online to get, but you can actually watch it on prime right now for yeah. free so if you have a subscription to amazon you can watch it on there at least in the u.s i don't know about outside yeah which we highly suggest that you do because it is a pretty cool movie it's the fucking holiday season folks yeah. get down on them some free shit you know what i mean exactly <laughs> tis the season to watch free shit on amazon prime now before we get into our second movie that we're going to be talking about that you probably already know about because we had the director Craig Anderson on here this past Monday. If you haven't listened to that, totally listen to that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but I wanted to let you guys know that we're coming back on a later date, uh, actually after the interview, because during while we were recording, <laughs> go ahead, Brittany. <laughs> You're going to notice like right off the bat that I sound a million times different today. Yeah. Um, well, than I, now. Well, now than I did when we were recording um, our opinions and uh review for rare exports right um or even like any other segment that we're gonna talk about from that episode because <laughs> i was sick and i was getting over being sick but i was still sick and i was just getting progressively worse like as the night went on and you could yeah. start hearing where i just like can't breathe like at first i was like worried <laughs> uh, i was like at first i was like come on brady blow your fucking nose and then i was like Oh, she's really sick. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> fucked up. Like, and I was trying to do my best to power through. And I was like, it's like midnight. And I'm like, you need a tissue. I've been you at need... work since <laughs> six in the morning. Like, I'm so tired. And that, like, I thought I was just tired. But I, I, I like know. tried a pumper full of, uh, what yeah, was you that? Tried. You gave me this fucking, like, Pepto-Bismol shit. Antacid stuff, yeah. Everything, because I was just, like, super nauseous and just, like... The worst part was I just couldn't fucking breathe, and you can hear it. Like, listening back to that part, like, I sound so congested, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Which like, is funny, because when I streamed on this past uh, past week on the Saturday um, before Monday, this past Monday, I actually got 
really sick, kind of like you were. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God damn it, Brittany, you and your fucking AIDS coming in here. (laughs) My AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I was- getting AIDS everywhere. (laughs) I was getting over the flu. Well, we wanted to let you guys know at least. So in case you're like, why is, was Brittany doing coke? (laughs) What the fuck's wrong with her? (laughs) I sound like a, I sound so fucked up, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I I guess I probably usually sound a little nasally and congested, but like. Yeah, no. I was like, I would. No, I don't think you sound nasally or anything. <laughs> it was bad. It was Hi, bad guys, news. This is pretty. Like, usually I sound cute when I'm stuffed up, but not then. No, I, just, I sounded fucked up. You were up. a disaster. Yeah, I was a fucking disaster. <laughs> I was trying not to fall asleep, and I kept yawning, and Alex was like, fucking stop. And I'm like, I can't help it. I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about the next movie, which is Red Christmas, which is directed by Greg Anderson, and uh, Brittany did the work on this one, so she's going to tell us all about it. I did. All right, so we're going to be talking about Red Christmas, which was released in Australia in August of 2016. Um, The basic idea behind this movie was it's Christmas in Australia as Diane brings together her estranged family for a chaotic holiday gathering. A 20-year-old decision literally comes back to haunt her when the ghost of Christmas past comes knocking at her door and is invited inside the family estate. Festivities quickly turn blood red when the stranger, all grown up, very much alive, is ready to terrorize his long-lost mother. Diane must face her past and explain the hideous truth that is trying to kill them all, especially to Jerry, her Down Syndrome son, before it's too late. Before it's too late. Dun, dun, dun. Now, I have a... Different yeah. type of synopsis. I'm, like, I'm really excited for this. Like, yeah, I, so Alex like wrote his own synopsis for this movie. Yeah, I was writing it stoked. as I was doing it. It was inspired. It's nothing like Shakespeare here, guys. So let's not build it up that much. All yeah, because right? what I said was Shakespearean. So let's cue the music. <laughs> Join us for a heartwarming tale of a dysfunctionally functional family being stalked by an aborted fetus named Cletus. He's looking for love. He's looking for his mother and family. When Cletus, the fetus, is rejected by his biological family, unbeknownst to them, he starts picking them off one by one. Things get really bloody and really silly, and just in time for the holidays. So what are you waiting for? and join us for Red Christmas. <laughs> That's cute. I like it. So this is like a really fucked up holiday version of Are You My Mother? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really interesting how what he talked about in the interview, so... Yeah, agreed. I'm super stoked we were able to get that done. So as you guys already know, this movie was directed and written by Craig Anderson, um, who is known for um, some other works, which are actually all shorts, um, that I'm going to name off to you called The Ice Cream. Late Night Angel Weenie Baby, which is one of the most excellent names for a movie I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> um, and The Wingman. Dee Wallace actually also produced on this as well as starred in it, which is, you know, you guys should know who she is. If you don't, then I'm disappointed. Um, moving on. This does star Dee Wallace, who plays Diane, who is most well known for her roles in E.T., Cujo, Critters, the 1977 version of The Hills Have Eyes, or the original, mm-hmm. um, and also The Howling. Um you have something to say? No, it's just okay. a lot of great movies. I know. she's She has a pretty fucking extensive and impressive yeah. uh, filmography. And like, it was really good to see her balls. in this, for sure. Yeah, this was cool. It was a cool role for her. It was a little bit a little bit different than things she's done in the past, a little bit. Maybe. But, I don't know. She's very motherly. Yeah, she kind of always plays like the mom kind of role, but she's like a badass 
aggressive mom. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's kind of, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. It was pretty cool. Um, it also stars Jeff Morrell, who plays Joe, um, who was in some other movies called Coffin Rock, Rogue, and The Mule. Um, also has David Collins, who plays Peter, who is in the a movie called You Can't Stop the Murders. Oh, I can. Upside Down Show, which is what he's most well known for, which is fucking excellent because that's who I recognized him from. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> it's the Upside Down Show because my niece and nephew used to watch the fuck out of that. And I'm like, that's the fucking guy from the Upside Down Show. As soon as I watched it. I, was, I think I, I might have it. seen it, actually. Oh, I'm sure. You probably have because I feel like they, they I don't know. There, it was a thing for a while, like on, I feel like it was MySpace, like back May then. May have but been, There yeah. was like stupid internet pictures that they used to use his face on all the time. That's okay. what I specifically remember. But with my niece and nephew, they loved that show. So I remember seeing his face all the time okay. with his stupid curly hair. And his hair wasn't normal right. in this because he has it tied back and stuff because he's like the, you know, evangelistic Christian. Right. Or okay. So. And the Double the Fist, which is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The, which is also Did, Craig Anderson produced piece. and partially wrote, I think, and then also yeah. acted in. Yes. Um, it also has Sarah Bishop, who plays Susie, um, who's in movies called The Last Ride, the Astronaut, and The Navigator. She's done a little bit more of uh, more well-known feature films in comparison to the other okay. actors and actresses on this bill. Sam Campbell, who plays Cletus the Fetus, <laughs> um, who was in movies called The Tail Job, Autab, which is a short, and then um, Going Vigo, which is another short. And he's actually a comedian. Really? In Australia. Yeah. <laughs> which well, was... there was a lot of... He did say that there was a lot of comedians in this movie. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. He's actually a comedian, and at the time, it was like one of the, I don't know, one of the most popular, I believe, comedians in the area. Last but not least that I'm going to mention is um, Gerard Oddwire, who plays Jerry, um, who is the actual actor that has Down syndrome. Okay. Um, and he was in, he's in a couple other shorts, actually. One's called The Interviewer, one's called Spell, and the other is Be My Brother. So most of the movie work that he does are short films as well. Um, but he actually has a pretty extensive acting career as well, which I think is really interesting. And I love when people with disabilities can actually act. He was pretty good, too. Like, he was just given the general. opportunity to act, I should say. Yeah. And he was sure. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that scene where he was crying. Yeah. Yeah, that was like kind of sad. <laughs> he was pretty good. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what did you think overall? Oh, well. For this movie. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if, if, if it's not obvious after we did the interview, but you're going to suck its dick. Aren't you? My original thoughts <laughs> that I actually wrote down before I did the interview, though, uh, are, are as follows. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually I feel like it was much better than I thought it was going to be for whatever reason. I just kept skipping over it. And I was like, why do I do that sometimes? You ever notice all the time? It was like I see something and I'm like, eh, maybe the trailer just didn't like hook you reel me in. You know, right. I wasn't too sure. So but I'm really glad I got to see it. Um, it's got this uh, really weird sense of humor to it. Um, that's not very popular. <laughs> No, it's super dark. You know, you know what I mean? Like, there's not... There, it's, it, he even said that it divides people, you know? Like, Absolutely. There's people that get it, and there's there's a lot of... There's only a few people that get it, and, and a lot that, that do uh, in some regards. But I think there's other people that fall into the serious category and just take it as a serious movie and don't even see the dark humor. And then there's those that are conflicted between the two and don't know how to feel, um, which may 
you know, it could it could affect you a different way. So it's it's kind of a gamble whether or not maybe you might like it or not. But if you got like a dark sense of humor, I think that you probably will like this. Plus, it doesn't go over the top. Like it it gets it gets close to it. the The topic of the story is kind of ridiculous if you think about it, but it's done in such a good way. Like I'm, it's surprising. So this balancing act that I see in this movie is pretty impressive to me. Uh, I was a little conflicted with it at first myself um because you know socially i didn't know whether or not i should be but i'm kind of a sick fuck so yeah i uh you know i like some of that kind of stuff because i got a sense of humor in my opinion that's what i think but some people don't think that's a sense of humor they just think it's sick they just think you're wrong yeah like yeah, yeah you know a disgusting what I mean. person yeah but the that's acting great. was definitely decent i like seeing d in it um it, it was definitely en- enough for me because there's so many movies i've seen that the acting is atrocious and it's like Something weird or stupid better happen for me to get through this. I didn't feel that way with this movie at all. Like, it's actually pretty decent. No, I agree. I liked D. Wallace's The Mom. I liked the brother a lot. I thought he was really funny. Like, a lot of the stuff that he said was just kind of like, he's the pothead. You know what I mean? So, he's the older guy. Pregnant chick's husband? No. Oh. The older guy with the The older guy, the uncle. Yeah, the uncle. All in all, personally, I do feel like this movie is really good. And it just gets better and better as it goes on. Uh, it, you start with a dysfunctional family that just kind of gets along during the holidays. And then it divulges, like gets into this really kind of messed up plot. And it gets like, it's kind of tense. Like a lot of the camera shots were like really tense. No, the didn't. music was really good. Like yeah. uh, I was like, and then like some moments that happened in it where you're just like, oh, fuck, that just happened. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything yet, but there's a couple of parts where I was like, oh, damn. And D. Wallace is like, oh, yeah, when yeah, she yeah. acts yes. in that moment, that was so good, dude. Which was all fucking ad-libbed. It, yeah, was it? Dude, she did so good at that moment. She rewrote that entire scene. Really? Okay. And I'm sure we're talking about the same scene. So I actually have some information on that, which we'll talk about a, uh, a little bit later when we get to it. But it's it's really cool and interesting. You hear that, guys? Stuff that we didn't talk about. Tiddly bits. <laughs> that you actually didn't touch on in the Yeah, that's what I'm surprised. saying. Yeah. One of the things that I probably, uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I stood up and kind of cheered. He did, <laughs> at you the told very, me I right really, afterwards. I really did. I, like, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not just being stupid. But I was just sitting there and I was like, oh. Oh, 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 yeah. I was like, yes. Like, I was so elated. Like, I just like I got chills. Like, and I just stood up and I was like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, this movie. I did the same shit, actually, at the end. I I had to watch it like 10 times. Fuck. (laughs) Like, it was awesome. I watched it 10 times because I was like, I need to watch this again. The end was so good. Because it's like it, there's so much that happens in it. Like you could probably miss what technically happens. Oh, easily. I did. To I one to of the back. characters in it that I don't want to divulge yet. I missed one death specifically in particular that I didn't even see. That at all. I didn't notice or didn't remember, and I had to back it up to that part so I could see it again. And mm-hmm. like I just missed it. And not to say like to take anything away from the rest of the movie, but it just when it gets to that point, it was just like holy it's shit. And I bam, got bam, like. Bam old feeling of like old horror movies that i oh yeah do you know what i mean like yeah i can't explain it guys because i don't want to ruin it for you but you know when we get to our favorite scene section you're probably going to want to cut your ears off and uh flush cut them down your the ears toilet off, literally yeah. <laughs> remove them and flush them and then or and or bury them in your backyard that's your option <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of it. I think it's a really good movie, and you guys could probably tell I was kind of gushing about it a little bit just because it's one of those movies that you just stumble upon. 
And you go, why the fuck didn't I watch yeah, this? Yeah, you, you jizzed all over it. Well, it was like, I've seen it a million <laughs> times. I remember it in the store, and I was like, I should rent this. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. It was last year. Yeah, it was I fairly feel like, new. I feel like this movie's getting way more buzz this year than I think it did last year. I agree. So. I agree, and I understand why, because it's it's definitely something that's taking people a little time to notice, which is stupid, but whatever. I, I will, it's just, maybe it's I just will one of those things. You, when you when you first looked this movie up, because when you re- mentioned it to me that you wanted to do this with Rare Exports, I was like, okay, well, I know Rare Exports. Like, I know all about this. Red Christmas I've heard of, but I've never seen it, um, but I'm not familiar. So I, I read about it. When you first read, like, the description of the movie, it doesn't – it does not at all go into detail about what it's specifically about. Right. And so I went – you know, I started the movie, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. This sounds kind of like a cool, like – you know, home invasion-esque kind of, like, Christmas story. So, like, I'm interested. Cool. Like, it'll be fine. The first, like, five minutes in the movie, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. This is what we're going to do. So, <laughs> I am, like, instantly just annoyed. Really? Yeah. I huh. was immediately annoyed and, like, went into it. And I, I'm... And, Craig, I'm sorry. Like, because I'm sure you're going to listen to this. And I don't want you to think that I hated your film because I didn't. I actually really liked it. Okay. But in the first... Like, I just... For horror movies that tackle like really serious like political like concepts, right. um, I'm always a little weary mm-hmm. about it at first, and I I, I kind of come into it with a little bit of a separate mindset. So when I see this in the opening five minutes of the movie, I'm just like, God fucking damn it! Immediately, my expectations are minimal. Well, why can you can you specifically tell me why? Just, like, I'm just curious because I may have an answer to what you may be thinking. What is the political message that you were worried about? For it to just be a pro-life movie. There you go. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, that's okay. my that was my biggest well, takeaway from I'll it. I'll tell you and what I think after you get you done your thoughts. Yeah. I just wanted you to know. So that was instantly, like in the first five minutes, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Alex? You're going to make me watch a goddamn pro-life fucking horror movie. Like, <laughs> are you fucking serious? Like, I'm just like, I can't handle this. I'm so annoyed. But this definitely is, it's not a slow buildup. Um, it occurs fairly quickly, like relatively quickly, um, but it definitely gets fucking better as the movie progresses. Um, within the first 30 minutes or so of the movie, I was just like, mm, it's getting there. And then mm-hmm. it just all of a sudden, like, bam, fucking hits you and right. it gets fucking good. And it was cool. It just cuts you in half. It if you cuts know what I mean. you in fucking half. Like, <laughs> I'm standing looking at peanuts and I get cut in half with a fucking... Or like, somebody. Yeah, or someone gets cut in half. Yeah. I don't know. But it was, it was like, I was actually really fucking impressed. Mm-hmm with what i saw mm-hmm. and it was a cool fucking concept and ideal like ultimately like how they ended up wrapping the idea of this super controversial like storyline um which is not the first or the last that's going to be tackled in, in you know in the horror genre they're not going to take you know i don't know they did a really good job and it was kind of cool they left it up and up to anyone like it's your interpretation of how you want to walk away from this movie which i liked it's not extremely one way or extremely the other way. Like, it's very down the middle, and it's up to the viewer to interpret it, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and they did a good job of that. It was a great balance. Um, and the characters, you know, you had enough time to develop relationships, for the most part, with each character. Um, and there was some really touching and, like, kind of, like, heartbreaking moments in it, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, which are, you know, a lot of the movies that... D is in why I love so much is because there's so much 
like she puts so much work into her characters and she's a phenomenal actress and i feel like a lot of people kind of gave up on her since like the 90s like she hasn't done a whole lot of big roles since then and which is bullshit because she's fantastic so i don't know if it's just her that hasn't picked up the roles or if they haven't offered them to her or what oh, but she, I, maybe she chose not to i love the fact that he like reached out to her essentially and kind of sent the script to her and, yeah. and she was so on board with doing it and part of the reasons is because she loves australia which i thought was awesome but yeah. <laughs> it was really cool like it has this kind of like home movie shot vibe but more professional yeah so I was really kind into of, it. Almost There's... like a mockumentary in a way. Is in a way, say, yeah. yeah. It reminds me kind of of... Um... Before I talked to him and I knew that he did that, that's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. It reminds me a little bit of like Behind the Mask. Like oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, yeah, like yeah. Like how it's kinda. shot, you know? A little bit, yeah. Um, which I fucking love that movie. If you haven't done that, we need to do it. Right. But um, it was... I was thoroughly impressed. And I didn't think I was going to be. So I was super thankful. And then the more I like looked into the movie and researched it um after i watched it the more i kind of fell in love with craig and like his ideas and who he is as a director and a writer and listening to interviews that he's done and reading interviews he's done like he just has a fucking cool like view right you know he's very chill he's very down to earth and so i was super excited that we were able to get that interview and i'm still really bummed that i couldn't be part of it like fuck my day job i hate it so much like i love my day job in case any of my coworkers are listening which like two of them do listen which is really cool and i love you guys but fuck well, I was don't so be mad. too <laughs> don't be too mad because I, I have to stay at home all the time yeah i don't get to leave the house so you, uh, you well, at least get to visit other human beings you wouldn't want to leave the house for my job trust me <laughs> yeah, probably, that's right. why i get sick is because of my patients are always sick yeah, so don't bring that shit here sick. all right but you did like the movie, though. I did. All like overall, I did, and I didn't think I was going to. And I, it was funny because when I was actually talking to Mouse, excuse me, about it, um, I didn't like it at first. Like I liked a lot of it, but I just wasn't like super gung ho about it. Like I, I loved the end, but I didn't like stand up and cheer like you did at the end. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like, eh. Like I don't know how I feel, you know. And then I had to describe it to my husband because he was at practice and didn't get to watch it. Oh god damn it! Why does he always miss the good ones? He's going to like he's probably actually well no he's watching football right now, but I'm sure oh, he's yeah. going to watch it because I told him he has to. Yeah, and I want to hear what like, his opinion is. What, what it's like? To. It's like I always want to know what he thinks. I, I know. Like <laughs> you, well, you guys are like the same fucking person. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to know. I feel like he will like it because he he's usually likes like stuff I like. No, when I explained it to him, he lost his fucking mind. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, but as I'm explaining this movie to him like i literally i went over it from fucking start to finish like i told him everything oh wow like, so I you did, ruined I the did movie a complete fucking no i explained stuff but i was like you gotta watch he's like no i'm watching it because that sounds cool yeah. but the whole time and then as i'm explaining it to him i'm like understanding it more uh-huh and then i start to really like look oh well that you know what that was really fucking cool actually like what he did here was really cool it made what you he did think here huh? really interesting. and it made me think more on it yeah and so then i watched it again Really? You watched it two times? I watched it twice. Wow. Like, after I, like, described the How many bad the movies have you seen him? at what you've watched twice, huh? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just, I actually, like, after I described it to him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out again, and I'm going to give it another shot. Right. Like, and just go into it another time. And I was like, yeah, I came away with it being like, I fucking like this movie a lot. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's just done, and I probably said it's really cool, like, a hundred times, if those of you keep in count. Yeah, well, but is, it, is it cool, Brittany? No, it's hot. <laughs> It's hot. It's a hot movie. <laughs> like, well, let me let me get really me tell hot. you a little fill you in because guys, Brittany did not get to hear the uh, 
interview yet because we record everything before we even put up the Monday episode. So I did the interview. She was sick the day or a couple of days before and had to go home early and then came back. So the interesting and then thing I was working when you were interviewing. Him. Right. And interesting thing that he brought up is I because I asked him, you know, if he what he thought of uh, about, you know, did this offend other people? And he said that he's actually realized that he had made a pro-life movie, even though it wasn't. And he totally understands why people feel that way and mm-hmm. feels that it's justified. But that is not necessarily how he himself personally feels. In fact, he said that he added the priest element in there so that the religious groups wouldn't try to use this as some sort of like oh, activism paraphernalia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some oh, sort of propaganda would. in a way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They, that's smart. Because they fucking would. Because they have the priest going in there and essentially jerking off the dude's butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so smart. T- so take that. He's fucking smart. Like, and and it's. I love that he thought about that. Yeah. And I love oh, that yeah. he did that because he's not wrong. Right. He's he did a lot of research. Right yeah. Because that's exactly what would have happened. And I'm actually surprised that they still haven't taken this. I, I'm sure they haven't seen it, which is why. But I'm sure they. I'm surprised they haven't taken little bits and pieces of this to try and make it into some fucking pro life. Right, yeah, yeah. Because well, just, who knows? I don't know. Like well, they it, do some crazy shit. I don't know if you've seen the shit about like only one marijuana is like <laughs> shit like that blows my fucking mind. Well, yeah, I mean, there's it's a lot of differences over in Australia and here too. So like out there, it's actually more socially acceptable than yeah. it is here to have an abortion. Well, yeah, and that's he he talks about that a little bit in some of the interviews that I listened to that he did, um, mm-hmm. you know, where he was like, you know, there were just a whole lot more chill <laughs> in Australia. Like nobody really like talks about shit like that. It's not a hot button issue. It's not something that people Gets debate about fucking constantly and they don't get triggered over, which I hate that fucking word. Trigger. Are you getting triggered right now? <laughs> I know. Like it drives me f- up a fucking wall. But what other trivia do you have on this? So, a lot of this movie actually was shot with members of their family and friends that were involved in it, which I thought was super interesting. In particular, the sheriff, mm-hmm. who has a super short role, which is <laughs> literally right. about five minutes of like on-screen time, is actually Craig Anderson's dad. Really? Which I thought was really cool. That is cool. <laughs> um, so, he was, you know, he had his literal five minutes of fame. Yeah. And his scene is pretty dope, is actually the... One that if you look up like gifts or whatever for this movie, like that's oh, yeah, one. that's like one of the number ones, yeah, which I understand because it's so cool, yeah. Um, and then also the photo that there's some really Freudian weird shit going on there, <laughs> yeah. If you think about that, Craig, you're gonna have to talk to us. I know well, we need to bring you back so you can explain this to us. Um, the actual photo that they show of Diane, which is D. Wallace's character of her husband, is actually the co producer, Brian Moses's, Moses's dad. Okay. So it was a true family affair, there, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, and a, a fun story, which kind of ties into the family aspect about this, which I thought was really cute. Um, in um, one of the interviews that Dee Wallace gave, where she talked a little bit specifically about this movie, she's going to be doing a lot more stuff coming out this year, where she's going to do some more interesting like interviews about specific roles and stuff that you can look out for. But okay. anyway, she did an interview with Michael uh, Gingold of Room Org Magazine, which is a great interview. Okay. If you actually check out, but she does talk about when she got stuck in the trailer bathroom. And then they talk about this too a little bit in an interview with Craig that's been done before as well. But she they they got a trailer 
from um, a family friend of theirs. And so they used it as like her personal trailer. And the handle kind of stuck, you know, for the restroom. And then when she was trying to leave, it like broke off. So she was completely just stuck in this bathroom for 40 minutes. She's stuck in this restroom and she is screaming and banging on the door and yelling, let me out, let me out. And Craig's dad is outside the the trailer and he hears her this whole time for 40 minutes he's listening to her screaming and banging on the door and asking to be let out but he thinks she's rehearsing <laughs> <laughs> because there's a there's a scene right where she's doing exactly that oh so, the closet in the yeah. closet and she's literally just screaming let me out someone let me out so his poor dad is sitting outside thinking she's rehearsing this entire time and doesn't let her out of the fucking room <laughs> she's stuck she in this bathroom really good right like, and craig even craig himself is just like really dad for 40 fucking minutes <laughs> she's rehearsing like are you fucking kidding like it's so it's so cute like when they both tell the story it's hilarious and it's really interesting to listen to um to them talk about it but no no one's upset about it it's just kind of like a haha moment right but it just goes to show too like the kind of vibe that they had on this film set like it was very family oriented and friends and everybody worked together because this is a really low budget movie so yeah they did what they could you know and i'm sure there's going to be a lot more crazy fun antics that are going to be coming out in the documentary yes which, which uh, we talked released. about a little bit too yeah so you know i'm just a little quick reminder it's going to be called horror movie a low budget nightmare right and it's going to be released well he didn't really we didn't really know it's supposed to be released this year but well, it's already it's released but it's only in festival only circuits in festival right circuits. now so probably end of december early january mm, it's hard to tell it'll come out it'll be digital distribution at some point so keep an eye out for it basically, it may even play saying. in some theaters out here i don't know when that happens i'm excited for it, they usually do like a few select theaters like art house cinema places and then you know when the date like either a week before or a week after the vod so our releases ob- obscure theaters here that serve alcohol will probably play it maybe yeah <laughs> like alamo draft house I, might, or... I wouldn't mind doing it but it's always the chairs that i always have a yeah an issue with you I've know what i mean about alamo everyone likes it alamo's okay it's not I, bad. I haven't been there but i like the one downtown Right. I like the reclining chairs. I'm lazy. Oh, yeah. Well, you got me fucking hooked on the theater. <laughs> I pee, so yeah, I don't go anywhere else. Yeah, once you sit in one it's of those bad boys. my favorite theater. <laughs> so comfortable. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of crazy trivia on this. Like, there's not. And I bought the Blu-ray, and I'm sure fine. there's a lot more in there that we weren't able to get because I rented it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. And a lot of the bits and pieces I got from interviews that I listened to... Um, Mainly with Craig, because he was one of the only people that interviewed consi- like consistently just about this movie. Yeah. And by the way, they guys... They did use an actual placenta, though. Don't forget, uh, he did... I don't know. We didn't point this out in the interview, but if you want to watch this movie uh, when we're done talking about this, um, or before we get to the spoilery kind of stuff, uh, the movie you can actually get and watch on Netflix, or right now you can actually go to your Redbox and actually rent it. Um or rent it online on digital, you know, of course, right it's now. on Netflix right now? But it's going to be on Netflix December 11th. There it is. Okay. I yeah. like, it is not on Netflix right now. So. <laughs> but should we talk about some of our favorite Let's scenes? Let's do it. Yes. Which is, like, cool, because I love literally, like, every, for the most there part. There was a lot of scenes, right? For the most part, every death scene I really liked in this. And then when we get to the one specifically, I'll get into my little fun tidbit piece about d right um are we going chronologically first right and 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 heads up guys you know this is very spoilery so if you don't want any details spoiled cut your ears off yeah you might (laughs) 
jump off a cliff. I don't. Yeah, know. put them in a in a peanut jar. Uh, whatever. Yes, you need. peanut jar, and then we'll meet you out in the yard with a uh, machete. Yeah, or not machete. The fuck is it called? Hatchet. I don't know where you're going with this. Oh, where the fuck <laughs> I'm going with it either? It would have been more believable with a machete, but you know, <laughs> one hatchet of my, works too. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is uh, the whole initial meeting of Cletus at the house. Oh, shit, yeah. And just the oh. whole awkwardness of when she lets him in. Oh, would you like a glass of water? Do you need something to use the phone? You know, like she's just so <laughs> motherly and so nice and kind. And it's like nobody in that room, including her, wants that situation. But she's just, you know, that's that's her character. I actually love our first interaction with Cletus is my favorite. You're- oh, I'm talking about with the family, with the though. Family, yeah, yeah my, our first like interaction with Cletus was fucking hilarious. But well, I'm going to yeah, tell no, you no, about no, one of the things Sorry. that I told him was like, <laughs> When he's sitting down, everybody's like kind of just like staring at him like, did you want to do you want? <laughs> yeah. What's their brother? Or the son's like comes up. He's like, would you like me to take your robe? <laughs> your cloak? <laughs> your cloak? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, that uh, seems great. Like, And then and then the, the uncle like goes in the kitchen. They all like kind of go in there to have a little family quick uh, meeting. A powwow. Yeah, a little quick powwow <laughs> to get that motherfucker out of there. Yeah. Um, and they're like. And he's like, oh, good job, uh, by the way, bringing Satan in the house. <laughs> <By> the <way. laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell your first meeting? Is that one of your favorite scenes, really? Yeah, it was stupid. The very first one? Oh, okay. <laughs> funny. I wish they would have shown the face part. Like, it kind of just like happens. When they did, it was... Oh, I didn't like he it. He was kind of balancing on it. It was stupid. Oh. Wait, wait, like you're talking about like the like Cletus's face? No, no, about? I'm talking about I'm talking oh, about Oh, I wish they would have shown that too. Yeah. Where the guy's no, face you're is right. getting I completely agree cuz it's like the sharpener thing, right? Is that what you I think see? that's what it was, yeah. So like, okay, so you see this fucking hick guy like in the middle of a forest in his shanty his shack that he lives somewhere. Right. And he's sharpening a knife with the circular sharpeny thing which Someone's gonna fucking comment that I don't know what it's called. It's but a it, grindstone. A grindstone. Ha! Nose to the grindstone. There it is, grindstone. So you can't yell at me because now I know. Maybe that anyway. was when he was like, "All right, guys, it's time to get to work. It's time to get and real. put your nose to the grindstone." I guess I don't know, but <laughs> so you see this fucking dude in a cloak with like a basket that's like walking up, and this guy's sharpening his knife, and it's. Dude sees him and kind of goes up to him and be like, what the, get off my fucking land. Hey, what the much. fuck like, are you? Yeah, what's going on here? What the fuck like, are you? Get the fuck off my land. Like, it, <laughs> it's this, like, stupidly weird interaction. And then, like, the guy's like, I'm just trying to get this letter to my mom or whatever. And he's just like. You're all wrong. So what the fuck? <laughs> You're all wrong, eh? I don't know what you are. <laughs> it's so fucking silly. But he pushes him down. And then decides he's going to piss on him. Mictorate. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this dude's just going to piss on this guy. Like, right, yeah, that's pretty fucked up, well, right? Well, first of all, like, that's not going to be my first thought, is to piss off and knock down and then piss on a random weird person in a cloak that has a bandaged face, like, in my yard. Because they're probably crazy and they're going to kill me, right? Right. So... As he proceeds to piss on him, he reaches out and rips the dude's dick off, which was ha-fucking-larious. Instant karma. It, right, and it's absolutely fucking rightfully so. If you're going to put it out it. there, I mean, we're going to take it with us. And I'm like, ha-ha-ha-ha. I was, I was fucking, I was by myself and laughing my ass off, and it, it was great. <laughs> but, and then they, they kind of, which annoyed me a little bit, but it just, like, cuts away. 
and then it's just like a black black screen and then all of a sudden it shows like what's supposed to be this guy's wiener like on a table like in the guy's house right and then it's cletus like leaving the house and then just taking off with this little cart like leaving yeah and then you see the dude's face face into the grindstone and it's like the stones all the way halfway through his face and i'm like holy shit like that's cool as fuck but why didn't it show me that and i'm sure it's probably budget limitation maybe it may be um i mean maybe they want to didn't want to show maybe too much too soon well maybe sure i don't know because like he said you know like cletus is the type of person that rings the doorbell he doesn't just like go around the house start killing people immediately yeah, yeah, he rings the freaking up. doorbell. So maybe it was a little too abrupt yeah, to show ripped... just how violent this guy could but be. But he just ripped the dude's dick off like a scene prior too. So that's uh, why I'm like, meh, uh, meh. I don't know. But anyway, it was still cool. I wish I could have seen his face getting ripped in half by the grindstone, which would have been sick. But yeah, there was that some, first still some pretty good gore him, in this, though. There's some fucking excellent shit. Like the kill scenes in this are so good. <laughs> they're so cool. Like they're... I mean, and they did really, really well for this being so low budget. Like, they, it doesn't look low budget, but you can see the, the little tricks that they did to do cutaways. So they would have to do less to show, but it still had a good effect. Right. It worked really well. I was so excited for them, that how they did everything. Like, his brain like he, it just worked really well. Well, he said it might have been a little too over the top. Uh, and he was like, because it was pretty splattery. I mean, the movie is pretty splattery. Not enough. It could have been way more. Well, no, no, like, I'm, I, I don't feel like it would be but over for the most top, people, but... the fact that blood's overly spraying like that is splatter. Yeah, is, but, that's, by but definition. it's only really in one scene. No, there's several. I can point them out. Um, there's the bearhead trap scene, which is her father that you mentioned. The cop that's shows Craig's up. That's father, yeah. He's like, it's like time to save everyone, and it's, it's the glimmer of hope, and uh, her son runs out like... Like, so excited that the cop's here and everything's going to be okay now, but dope, his head gets chomped by a like bear cut, trap. Yeah, it, like, cuts away, and then all of a sudden it clicks back to the dad, or the sheriff, and then all of a sudden his head's a fucking bear trap, and the trap's around his neck. Right, and you see earlier on when uh, the uncle's out looking... Foreshadowing. Yeah, it's the you see them on the wall, so it's kind of foreshadowing it's for it to come. It's straight up yeah. foreshadowing, because you can see the, it's they're layered by sizes, Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell that there may or may not be one missing. Yeah, I think it's where he. It's when Joe's out looking. And he forgot through. his phone. It was that whole situation. Yeah, he's using the the cranking fucking flashlight, which right. I remember specifically. It was interesting. But I don't know. I, I That seems so cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That so... one's that one's like really kind of the more over top one. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the one that they used a lot of the, they lit straight up was just blood, 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 like everywhere. Like, even the scene where they cut the chick in half, like, there's not a lot of blood in that. Well, there is for the blender priest scene. That was so cool. That splurts. I His love... eyes start to rotate in his yes. head. And then his I... fucking, he like falls. They, the glass. F- so, guys, okay, he's having a tussle with Cletus in the kitchen. The priest is. Yeah. First of all, he's sitting there. He tries to. Uh, he prays he with figures him. out that he's that 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 Cletus believes in God. Yeah, and then he starts to pray with him, and then stabs him in the chest, and they have a fight. The glass breaks on the top of the blender, so the it's just the blade. The, the blade is exposed, and then he falls back. The priest and gets in the back of his head. Essentially, his entire brains and everything gets blended, and you see his eyes get bloodshot, spin, and then spurt blood it's all over the place. Fucking dope. <laughs> that scene was fun. It's one of my f- 
almost my favorite scene. Really? Okay. Almost. I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that's so fucking cool. That's so cool. I love it so much. Like, and I, I haven't seen something like that, you know? So yeah, I don't was, think I have either. They, they've done a lot of really cool, crazy deaths in a lot of different fucking movies, but I can't remember specifically one like that ever. No, it was pretty creative. And this, the part with the eyes, just those little fucking details. What other scene do you have? The next one that I really liked with my trivia about D. So at this point, and we're not going to, I don't necessarily want to like go into detail because it's a lot of story and you guys got to watch it for yourself to kind of understand like how you get to this point. But her son that has Down syndrome, um, Jerry, he knows now kind of who Cletus is and now she knows too who he is and everybody that's alive, I guess, kind of at this point knows in a way. But there's like this kind of like interesting interaction between her and Jerry and he's yelling at her because he thinks that she's going to want him to die or something because he's got down syndrome because she aborted her down syndrome right. child after him and there's it's this weird exchange he's conflicted. it's a con- yeah Jerry and Cletus kind of build this weird like brother camaraderie off camera in a way, like you can sense it, you can kind of feel it's happening, but they don't really show it. Well, he doesn't hate him all of a sudden. He doesn't he hate him all of a sudden. It. He sympathizes in yeah, a way, sure. you know, with his mind. Like he looks at it and kind of like understands where he's coming from, you know, or his innocent mind. Yeah. He comes into this idea of like, well, this is supposed, you know, this is my brother. Or this is my family, you know. So they, he ends up somehow kind of tricking him and they switch places. You think. You think. Yeah. In a way. And so she thinks that he's in the living room and he's sulking and she's trying to like console him. And then she hears noises upstairs. And so the the girls are upstairs, like the pregnant daughter and the other daughter are upstairs in a bedroom. So she goes to protect them because she hears rustling and shit. And so she thinks that her son's downstairs. So she thinks the person that's going to that's coming at her that she hears upstairs is Cletus and he's like mom and he says mom and he and she shoots him he's like running at her he's running at her I was like what the hell dude and she doesn't she can't see him because it's dark well he comes around a corner too yeah and so she just shoots she has a shotgun and she shoots and then as as she shoots you see in this the um the flashing from the shotgun that it's her son obviously he's dead because he just got shot with a fucking shotgun there's this moment for her character where she just loses it. loses it yeah yeah and the interesting part about this is this is not how the scene was written like how craig wrote this out for her specifically was that she kills her son she kind of like is sad about it for a second but she moves on right away because she's got other kids that she needs to take care of. You know what I mean? She's got mm-hmm. a lot going on, so she doesn't dwell on it, and she just kind of keeps going. Yeah. And when Dee read the script, and it was actually came to the day that they were filming that scene in particular, she approached Craig, and she said, you know, there's a big opportunity here that you're missing, and I feel like we need to take this back and slow it down, and I need to be remorseful, and I need to mourn. For a minute here that I just killed my son. Right. You know, and he was a big part of my life. And what brought her to the decision to abort Cletus. Right. In the end. Because he needed all her attention. Yeah. He didn't even think of doing that. And not to say that he maybe he didn't initially, but he kind of just wanted to keep the pace going. It just wasn't written. It was an oversight. Right. He just wanted to keep the pace going. And she was like, no. And so she basically like rewrote on the spot and kind of improvised that scene. Which is incredible because yeah, that she did a good scene job. is one of that. her best moments in that entire movie. And yeah. it was so like 
heartbreaking. I mean, it was quick. It was it was, they moved on very fast from that, but it was cool and you could see the change in her right then and there which I appreciated. Yeah, no, I agree. Because she has her moment where she snaps and she loses her shit and she breaks down and she mourns, but then all of a sudden you see it connect and, and click in her eyes and then she gets back into fucking like warrior woman mode. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Putting it lightly, yeah. Putting it lightly. Yeah, like she's just like she doesn't have anything left anymore, you know, like she's done. And it was just, it was cool. It was, it was a good really scene. Well I done. definitely, it was a great scene. that's and one I, of my favorite ones that she did. That's for sure. If I was her, <laughs> I would have like brought my family together and we all would have fucking attacked his ass because he wouldn't have been able to fight us. Well, He's not that strong. He's not like superhuman strength, like crazy over the top villain. Well, you know? I don't know. I he mean, he is and he isn't. And yeah. I just, I felt like they could have overpowered him very easily, especially if you take the ending into consideration. Okay. It could have been done, but that's just me being nitpicky. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it at all. No. Like I, I, just, I, I it, felt like it flowed right. I mean, he's a hooded, yeah. weird character who came with love, and they rejected him and right. threw so him out yet pissed. again. And Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Like, so, it's a revenge story, and I absolutely understand it. One of the scenes that was close to that, though, that I thought was real funny is D yells, hey, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And, and I was like, <laughs> wait. He's yours, bitch. <laughs> But I think that's part of the humor, you know. I like, liked that. I that's one of those smart. like, yeah, that's one of those subtle like dry sense of humor kind of things. This goes and plays along with the whole dark comedy aspect of the entire film. Yeah. So I appreciated that. I thought it was really funny. It was really smart, whether that was intentional or not, which I feel like it was intentional. Yeah. So I feel like he meant it, but. But she also says, "I never fucking wanted you." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh damn, oh, bitch!" Because <laughs> technically, he is a son of a bitch. Yeah. Because it comes full fucking yeah, circle. it's like in, in a way. I mean, like she kind of gave him away, and like no, she he's a bastard him. child. She tried to kill him, not even give him away. She tried. Well, to you kill know what I ass. mean. She yeah. tried to get rid of him. So, but I'm just saying, right. essentially, he became that in a way, or she became that. Yeah, but. absolutely. It's poetic. So, what other scene <laughs> did you have? Well, I mean, at this point, we're kind of towards the end. That's my favorite scene. The end scene. Yes. I wrote down every single piece of the chain of event of the end thing here. So, guys, for those of you who have never seen this movie, you're probably not going to want to traipse past this, and you might want to come back after this. But yeah. just remember, the movie's out December 11th on Netflix. You can get it at Redbox. If you're not going to listen past this, I understand. You have been warned. But, so, do you mind me doing this? No, go for it. Because I wrote, I literally wrote the whole chain of events stuff. No, it's fine. Go for it. So, the end scene, the new, the the lady who's pregnant, one of the daughters, has, she goes into labor, and she's been upstairs the whole time, and they were trying to take care of her, and she's trying to have birth, but, like, she's really fucked up. Um, But she, the newborn is finally born, and mom... She cuts open the mom. She's holding her baby, and then all of a sudden she hears that everybody's pretty much dead. And so she tries to cut up the stuffed animal. There's this gigantic yeah, uh, stuffed smart. rabbit. Cuts it open and hides it. And then Cletus comes in, and in one of the slowest kills in the movie, he just stabs really slowly in the neck of the rabbit. I hated that and you scene. hear her gurgle as it's going in, and she's holding her baby in there with her. So it was like, oh, my God. I hated that scene. It was brutal as fuck. And then out of the blue, D. Wallace pops up out of nowhere and stabs Cletus in the chest or in the midsection 
with an anchor, like a kind of ornamental anchor, like on a smaller boat, perhaps. She had attacked him with this earlier, and this has been kind of an instrument throughout the whole movie, but she brings it back and stabs him in the stomach. He had just put the baby down. Then she jumps out the window, and she hangs, and then Cletus gets ripped in half. His body goes out. Part of his body goes outside. The other part slumps his legs, slump inside on the fucking ground. <laughs> Did you see his fucking body hit the ground next to D Wallace hanging around, dangling around? Like, what the fuck? It was awesome. I was like, this is amazing. It was so awesome. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Because, like, I didn't know. I knew she wasn't fucking dead. Like, there's no way. Like, I knew she was ultimately going to be the one that takes him out in the end. Right. Whether it was, like, she succeeded in taking him out fully is up in the air. To me, like watching this, I was like, but I knew it was going to happen. Right. You know? And, but I, I hated that fucking scene where he, like, stabs the mom with the baby through the stuffed animal. That thing. was brutal as fuck. I didn't hate it because it was a bad scene. I just hated how it made me feel. And I was really sad about it. So I was like, right. God, this scene sucks. Well, like, it was, it was, it was good. But at the same time, it's just like when you watch movies and you're just like, uh, why? Why does that have to happen? You know what I well, mean? Well, it didn't like, kill the baby. Well, no. But I mean, at this point, it's like, the baby has no one. So right. it's well, like, it's a, should have just killed the baby. <laughs> and in a way, it's kind of like back to the beginning of the it movie. It is back to the beginning of the movie. That's right. exactly what it does. So it's it's super poetic how he does the whole thing and how he draws everything back around. Right. Really, really, really well thought out and well done and planned and makes sense. But yeah, that scene, it was beautiful. Great yeah. how it was done, but I was still like, <sighs> oh, I was, uh, I, I was just like, ooh, I was so like, fuck, man, like I was like, come on, <laughs> well, because you kind of hope that she survives. That's yeah. probably why, and that's, well, that's exactly why, everyone else is fucking dead, right? And she goes to so much, so far of an extent to fucking make sure yeah, she cored out a goddamn giant stuffed animal and stuck herself inside of it with her bit. Ba- that's fucking smart, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's pretty smart. I don't know that that would work with everybody, and I think he wasn't as stupid as she may have thought that's what i think was part you know but of she kind of made why it worked the way that it did because yeah. she thought he wasn't as intelligent as he actually was so maybe it just kind of plays out that way but i i was still like fuck man a little bummed <laughs> but then i'm like waiting i'm like he's gonna die he's well gonna, in, gonna in die. any case that end scene it just wraps it's so much that happens right then it's like all within like i don't know a minute two minutes like yeah maybe and i was just like whoa 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 huh, whoa huh, whoa huh, 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 yeah that's what happened (laughs) yeah i really did stand up i was just like yes that was cool yes bitch you're like yes thanks thanks for the climax thank you (laughs) like i just came and it was worth it jesus christ But anyway no sorry (laughs) that's a bit much it's never much yeah but no yeah it was a great climax so (laughs) it felt real good Anyway, um, so what do you think about your final thoughts on this then? I mean, my final thoughts of this movie was I was uh, initially extremely disappointed within the first five minutes of starting this movie. I was like, Alex, I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) This is ridiculous. Like, why are you making me watch a fucking pro-life movie? I hate your face. And it this movie can absolutely be taken whatever way you want to take it. Yeah. Which is great. Super ambiguous, which I love. Um. It can be a pro-life or a pro-choice movie. They walk straight down the middle this entire time. But it's very, very, very difficult to make or to have a character like Cletus yeah. and not have it come across as a pro-life movie. It really is. So you have to think about it that way. But they did a, a great job of implementing little 
bits and pieces with different characters and little side storylines that they had to make it not come across so deeply like it was a pro life film. Right. Well, yeah, and he that was a very conscious effort. Like right, and that's he spent great. a lot of time. I love that. It's a smart movie, and I, they they take a really serious a couple of really serious political issues here, and they kind of. They dance don't, around they don't it. make fun of it. One thing that I take away from this the most is that it is extremely fucking unique. I can't think of another movie like it. I love holiday horror movies. And yeah, I'm getting this into is a good one. Yeah, I definitely really like this movie. I was very uh, surprised by it. Um, when the end happened, I was like, okay, this is I'm buying this. Yeah. immediately like i have to have this movie because i was like it did so many different play things and while some people may like i even told you i said some people may or like that it may not be necessarily about the quality of it but just it takes you places and mm-hmm. makes you think about certain things and i appreciate that plus i'm kind of a gore junkie a little bit plus it has a little bit of you know it's the weirdest balance of like seriousness and dark humor that you will ever get with a, a pr- kind of ridiculous plot but Definitely worth a watch. I mean, if we had to pick between this and Rare Exports, what would you prefer? It's okay. I don't know. I personally, for me, it's Red Christmas. I'm kind of stuck. I like Rare Exports. They're two completely different movies. Sure, but they're both kind of silly, too, though. Yeah. Yes and no, but I feel... I don't know. It's so hard for me to say it because I'm like, I really like both for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the same reaction watching Rare Exports as I did this one. Right. So that's why I have to and I it got to And I got more of a reaction from initially watching Rare Exports. Than then then Rare that's Christmas, your one. So I guess that's my that's my pick. But yeah. I, I'm going to go on the record saying these are two completely very fucking vastly different movies. So it's really yeah. hard to choose because <laughs> I feel like to a movie to have more fun with watching, it's Red Christmas. Mm-hmm. especially for around the holidays, but something that you want to take a little bit a little bit more seriously, even though it's super folklore. Both of them are weird. It's, Both of them are fucking weird. weird, but I just, I, f- I fucking love foreign films, and sure. this movie is, Rare Exports is just fucking awesome. Like, everything about it, even though there's so many fucking old balls and wieners, like, it just yeah, doesn't Yeah, that's matter. why you liked it. Let's get down that to the That is not facts. why I let's liked just, it. Let's get down to the brass no, tacks, Brittany. I hate old let's balls and wieners. Let's get down to the wieners. nuts and bolts I of the situation. The, let's get down to the <laughs> nitty fucking gritty cocks and, we, cocks and balls. Like, cocks and balls. Let's like, get down to the brass balls uh, of the situation. <laughs> but no, like, I, I just loved it. I love it so much more because of the shorts. Yeah. No, no, no. It's understandable. It's got great, a good mythos. But with the shorts in in combination with it. It is really tough to uh, kind of compare the two. It is hard. Like, they're two completely different But movies. they're both really good movies, and I think that they are definitely worth a watch, whether you love them or like them, whatever. You're at least going to come out with both of these movies, and I think at least like them. I agree. And so depending on what your particular tastes are, guys, and what you uh, feel, and, and maybe what you like, if you like stuff that I typically like, or maybe stuff that she particularly likes... Yeah, um, I mean, I will go on the record here saying that Red Christmas is one of my favorite holiday horror movies. It's in my top. It's cool. It's different. It's unlike anything else that's ever been done, especially for a fucking holiday movie. And I struggle with holiday movies because I feel like they all follow the same fucking idea. And it's just, it's, just, it's literally the same shit. Just they do it in different time eras. And right. it's like, okay, we get it. You know, I, I really, really liked this. And prior to this, I wasn't really a big fan when of anything. When you say this, you mean Chris, Red, Red Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, and I wasn't really a big fan of anything holiday-esque horror-related, in, like, unless you count Ian McShane's role in American Horror Story. Okay. 
which was fucking incredible. But okay. <laughs> that's my favorite shit ever. But I mean, like, I love anything Ian McShane, but that's sidetracking. So I like it for different reasons. It's hard to choose. I don't want to choose. I'm not going to. So I liked them both equally but for you, different purposes. But you lean rare exports. But I lean more towards rare exports. It's fine. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> but guys so what did you guys think have you seen these movies are you eager to see these now knowing what we've said about these movies i urge you to go check them out i mean we both like both of these movies and you know there's not that i mean to be honest with you there's some good Chris, uh, christmas movies like christmas horror movies and some bad ones like i'm i'm kind of like a fan of like jack frost and like how silly that is <laughs> I love it's that. it's highly sexualized and very misogynistic in a lot of ways so but dumb. it's so over the top silly it's like watching thanks killing with a budget agreed uh so but there's just so many there's so many bad ones too though that are just like meh but this isn't one of them so you guys should definitely check this out um rare exports like we said is out on prime now for free you can watch that on amazon prime this uh red christmas is also out in the red box right now so you can go rent that for a buck or something like that and December 11th rolls around. You can watch it then, too, on Netflix. So yeah. definitely check these out, guys. But uh, let us know what you think is your favorite of the two and why in any of our comment sections below. <laughs> and if you haven't already, please go to longlivethevoid.com to check out our menagerie of horror. <laughs> but, guys, thank you so much for stopping by this week. We will uh, see you this next Monday with a brand new episode. Stay weird, monsters. Oh,